Hello, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of the Uptempo Podcast. I'm your host, Blake Lane, and tonight I'm going to break down your Auburn Tigers, the number two ranked team in the country, their 83-60 to 60 victory over the Georgia Bulldogs. Not really much to talk about, but we're going to make make something to, to talk about, and, and we're going to get after that. But first, I wanted to come to you guys, all my listeners, subscribers, followers, man, I just want to thank you guys from the bottom of my heart. D-Lane and DG also jump in on that with thanking you. And, and just without you guys, man, nothing, none, none of this is possible. Uh, from the five-star reviews on Spotify and Apple and, and the written reviews that you guys have left and just how we have branched out from, I, I believe it's like 27, 28 states that, that we have listeners in. And we even have a couple of listeners in Puerto, uh, Puerto Rico. So, I mean, that, that's super exciting, uh, puts a smile on my face, and, and I'm just so thankful. And, and I wanted to, you know, come to you guys and tell you a little bit about w- what's happening with this show. And, and uh, we have created an Etsy page at the Uptempo Pod. Uh, we're, we've got a few things on, on merchandise up and uh, some hoodies, some beanies, some hats. Uh, go check that out if you're interested. And... You know, I wanted to make it a really big deal for this show to to branch out and branch out past the SEC and and bring you guys quality guests to to come on here and talk about their program and and I've hit Oklahoma, Iowa, Oregon right out the gate, man, and all three of those guys just super super good dudes and and. Got them on here, had great conversation with them. I've watched some of their work since then and and, uh, just had a little combo with Joel Gunderson last night about Robbie Ashford. Sent him a message and was like, hey, man, what do you think about Robbie Ashford coming to Auburn? And he said, hey, he he, he said he's got a lot of upside, man. He said, I thought he was, you know, the biggest upside in the the Oregon QB room. And and, uh, he gave a Trey Lance comp. So, hey, Auburn fans, I know you got to be excited there. I'm excited. I, I think the Ashford move might be the long-term move for Auburn, and I think it could be a very good move. But just getting those guys on here, man, and, and you know, I got this this week, I got in touch with a, an Ohio State representative, and, and he's going to come on later this week and talk all things Ohio State, C.J. Stroud, wide receiver U, the game rivalry, that atmosphere. And uh, he's going to talk a little bit about Ryan Day and how he just transitioned from the Urban Meyer to, to his own style and, and just keeping the dominance going. And, man, questions are endless with that Ohio State program. I could go on for days about Buckeye Nation. I mean, I just absolutely love the program up there and – I'm excited about it Friday. I really am, and and I, I hope you guys love this. And if you want to hear a program or you want me to reach out to a program, uh, hit me up, man. D- my DMs are always open. Hit me up. Um, I've reached out to Texas, Michigan, uh, pff, Wake Forest, man. I, I've 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 reached out to a lot of folks, and and I've been getting some hits. I got uh, Anthony Dixon. A former running back at Mississippi State, 
under Sylvester Croom, and and he said he would come on, and we're trying to work out a day where he can get in here and and uh, we can talk a little bit about what it was like to play for Coach Croom and and such a uh, a monumental figure in the Southeastern Conference that Coach Croom was, and and Anthony Dixon. You know, I really wanted him to talk about that and his playing time at, at Mississippi State and going on to play in the pros and, and, you know, talk about that and let you guys hear that side of it, going through the draft process and all that. You know, I mean, I'm just super, super excited about this show and, and where it's going. And my two co-hosts with D Lane and, and Dalton Garrett, man, they're excited too. D Garrett helping me uh, create a – create a um, a hoodie a while ago and sent me sent me a cool little design and and you know our own design that we already had we used it a couple times and and just really branching out there man and i'm super excited about it like i said and and you know tonight recapping this game my guy d lane he couldn't be here he loves him some auburn basketball but he is somewhere down in louisiana working shaking the money tree as he calls it (laughs) and uh he is making his paycheck that way and he texts me all through the game even though there wasn't much to text about but we talked about you know key auburn stuff and and you know his guy his guy's wendell green jr he's a huge icy win guy and, and you know i am too but d lane loves the icy win and and Man, starting off with starting off with Wendell Green Jr., you know, we all call him Icy Wind. It, look, man, I, I, I'm at a loss for words with Wendell Green Jr. because how does a guy like Wendell Green Jr. end up at, what, Eastern Kentucky? Man, and, and what a find by Coach Pearl and just – Man, him and Zepp Jasper just transferred in and and two of the biggest pieces on the team. Wendell Green Wendell Green Jr. is a walking bucket, folks. And and he's a facilitator. He he might he might be in the in the conversation as one of the best guards in the country. Maybe the best guard in the country for real. If we really want to break it down and look at it and, and have a little conversation about it, who who are you gonna throw out there at me and tell me who you know who's better? Because I want to hear it. Because, and Wendell Green Jr. is Auburn's offense. And when it starts rolling through him and he starts facilitating to Walker Kessler on the high pick and roll and, and the the backdoor cuts when he gets into the teeth of the defense down there in the paint and the lobs to Cambridge on those cuts and, and Jalen Williams and kicking it out to – I watched him a while ago, man. He kicked it out to Jabari Smith. Jabari Smith wide open just knocks it down. I mean, and then he goes to the free throw line. He's always clutched there. Man, I just – I don't know who else you would put over him. I really don't. I know, I know, I know. Oh, you're an Auburn fan. I know. I get it. I get it. But I'm I'm not the type of person to sit here and be biased. If I didn't see it, I wouldn't bring it up on this show. I really wouldn't. And you know, we, we had a conversation a while ago about uh, if if Walker Kessler could could handle Gonzaga and and 
you know, I'm in a, I'm in a group message and, and absolutely Walker Kessler and Auburn matches up with Gonzaga. And, but you know, that, that's, that's for another day, but we're going to, we're going to get in here and, and we're going to talk about Walker Kessler with 15 points. And I, I believe he had six blocks, if I'm not mistaken, but just an absolute freaking nature around the rim can do it all. Just, man, I don't know why Walker Kessler's name isn't brought up more on ESPN. Because, you know, you hear all the big guys from Duke and Gonzaga and, you know, Kansas and Baylor, you know, whatever. But, man, Walker Kessler's that dude. And, I mean, I – Look, I don't I don't want to sound biased or anything. Y'all think I'm biased, but he's also another top player in the country. Man, this Auburn team is deep. This they are deep. But Kessler with 15, Jabari with 12, Flanagan with 10. That's another dude right there. Alan Flanagan. Starting to starting to look a hundred percent, folks. And it's scary. It's scary. When when Flan's looking a hundred percent off that Achilles, it's scary. If he's getting if he's getting ten points and, and playing elite level defense on ball defense, because he can take he can take your best scorer out of the game pretty much. I mean he's that good, man. I'm I'm telling you, it, it's it's they might lose Saturday to Kentucky, but damn, it's gonna be hard to beat them. I'm telling you, I'm telling you, uh, Katie Johnson. Just plays like a madman possessed, jumping passing lanes, uh, hitting threes. He hit two back-to-back threes a while ago, just a freak of nature. Just stays with the intensity, pumping up the jungle, getting them into it, man. I mean, and then last but not least, the person – I know he doesn't get enough credit, and that's Zepp Jasper. Zepp Jasper – is unbelievable on the defensive side of the ball. And and him just running the offense, coming out and starting the game, running the offense is is man, he gets he gets thrown he gets thrown to the back sometimes and he doesn't get the, the credit that he deserves. And I I mean, like I just said, him and Wendell Green coming in together is, is absolutely nasty. And Zepp's one of the best defenders in the country. And you can't tell me otherwise. That's the reason I think this Auburn team goes deep, is because I think majority of their players are some of the best best players in the country. It's just, I mean, look at Jalen Williams coming off the bench. He would literally start at ninety percent of the programs in the country, and he's coming off the bench for Auburn, getting thirteen. All right, Dylan Cardwell. Dylan Cardwell is coming off your bench. Dude stepped up in the Alabama game. Dude's good, man. He he has stepped up in key moments when Kessler's had to go to the bench with foul trouble. Devin Cambridge with two tonight. All right. Devin Cambridge is coming off your bench. That's crazy. These dudes could start at other programs. They they could start at other SEC programs, top SEC programs. Wendell Green Jr. with twelve tonight. Man, they're they're deep. They're deep. 
The only two people not to score for Auburn tonight was Preston Cook and Chris Moore. They played the last 46 seconds of the game. Mm. Mm. Auburn shot 45% tonight. Not bad, not bad. They uh, seven and nine from the free throw line. I enjoy that. 77%. I enjoy that. I love seeing it. Won the rebounding battle again, 41-31, plus eight on the offensive glass. And the biggest thing here, man, give them a round of applause, eight turnovers. Eight turnovers for Auburn tonight. That's one I got a circle right there, man. Love seeing that. If if Auburn only has eight turnovers a game, it's night-night. You, you, can, you can wrap it up. You, you're probably not coming out with a victory. Hate it for you. But I don't know, man. The Kentucky game is going to be really good Saturday. A lot of good guard play. It's going to be good. Hey, you you better pay for the ticket because you're going to see you're going to see a lot of talent out there. A lot of talent. Two teams that I think could go extremely deep. Two teams that I think could win the whole tournament. Saturday in Auburn. And, you know, coming out here, Auburn, Alan Flanagan, I believe, hit back-to-back trays early on. And, you know, Georgia kind of flirted around, had had – Miss one, make one free throw, and and I think it was like eight to seven, and then Walker Kessler got an easy bucket, and then I think what was it? after that it was like Wendell Green Jr. I think he got to the bucket, made easy layup. Then Wendell hit another jumper, and then just the 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 route started that early, two minutes into the game, you get Jalen. I think he uh, he made a layup, and then he comes back down and hits a three. And next thing you know, you look up and it's like twenty to seven, and you're just like, man, there it goes. It's a wrap. It's over. It's over. Auburn gets you down right there, especially to to a Georgia and a team that just was outmatched from the get-go. They, they, You could tell from the tip they, they couldn't keep up. They didn't have the guys. They didn't have the bodies, the depth. And, that, I mean, you know, Jabari hits a shot. I think it made it like 22 to 14 or something like that. Uh, Zeb Jasper hits a three. And then it just starts piling on, piling on. And, I mean, it just never really stopped. Auburn never really stopped. Uh, I mean, what, they went in at half. I think they were, let's see, it was 50 to 27 at half. It was 50 to 27. Should have been 52 to 27 because Walker Kessler, whatever that was, I mean, that's a bucket, dude. That's a bucket. I I didn't like the call. I didn't like the call. But coming out of the half, and, you know, Jabari comes out right out the half, makes a shot. I mean, Auburn just kept rolling, and it was kind of a snooze fest of a game, for real, if you want to be honest. I mean, it was just 
Auburn just did what they they did what they do, man. They they feed Kessler inside down low and and just yeah, I mean I just don't see many ways to beat them. I don't see many ways to beat them. You, I mean, when when you got Wendell Green hitting threes from the logo, and man, you got Jabari Smith hitting threes, and and uh, that Walker Kessler pick and roll, like I said, is it, is just I don't know. I don't know how you beat them. I, I, we might see Saturday. We might see Saturday, but I I don't know. I don't know. They're, they're extremely good, and I, I don't want no bad juju to happen in March. But I tell you what, I I think I might, I might go ahead and buy my tickets to to New Orleans. That's how confident I am. And you know, I I talked about it in the last show about not getting the number one ranking. But damn it, if we go in there and we take care of business Saturday after waxing Georgia's ass, we all knew that was about to happen. We called it the other night. Me and D Lane were on there saying that Auburn was going to win by 20 to 30 points. They won by 23. Could have been worse, honestly. It could have been worse. Auburn could have won by 30 or 40. Let's be honest. But you go in Saturday and you take care of business with Jesse or the clown or whatever you want to call him watching out in Kansas city, who's still salty about Kansas getting their ass whooped with him watching, you know, you're the number one team in the country. You're the number one team in the country. And, you know, I said the other night, he didn't deserve an AP vote anymore. And I still don't think he should vote for, the AP at all anymore. I think his title should be stripped because look, I get it's his vote. You know, people have said, Hey, he can do whatever he wants with it, but I'm tired of the biased voting in these polls. Like dude, watch basketball, watch basketball. There's no way that you think Auburn is the ninth best team. And he come out and said that they're the most, they're, they're the most deserving right now, but they're not the best. What kind of bullshit is that? That's bullshit. That's what it is. And I hope you tune in Saturday, man. I hope you tune in. Win or lose. I'm not going to be mad. Win or lose. You need to watch Saturday because you're going to see two of the best teams in the country. Go at it. 40 minutes. In the jungle. And they could possibly meet again in, in, in the SEC championship, you know, down in Tampa this year at the tournament. I mean, I, I just think – I think they're the best two teams in the SEC. I think Auburn is the better better team, but that's just me. I'm not being biased. That's just how I think it, it plays out. And I think it's going to be an absolute war, an absolute dogfight Saturday. But I just hope Jesse's watching because, you know, the way the game went tonight, 
and the blowout that was happening, there really wasn't much to talk about on this recap. The, you know, I mean, Auburn just did what they do. I mean, they just beat you to sleep and the same way that they always do. And they knew Georgia couldn't match up. So we're sitting here and we're talking about the Kansas City Star and the ninth ninth place vote that kept Auburn from being number one. And, and I'm going to take you guys into what it meant to be number one. Auburn has never been number one. They have never been Joe Lenardi's number one overall seed in bracketology. They've never been that, period. And, y'all, I'm, I'm 30 years old. I'll be 31 in March. And I can't remember a lot of times in my life where Auburn was solid in basketball. I wasn't around during the Charles Barkley days. Uh, I, I I remember the the two thousands and you know the the two thousand and three losing to Melo and all that and but it it meant it meant a lot to me and it meant a lot to other Auburn fans that we could walk around with that one on our chest and. It it also meant a lot to coach to Coach Pearl because I watched a clip today of him at his press conference when he was hired and he said he was gonna earn every penny in his contract. He said he was gonna earn every penny in his contract. And damn it he has earned more. He has done everything with this program. I think he is the greatest thing to ever happen to Auburn University in the athletic department. Honestly, I mean that from the bottom of my heart, man. Bruce Pearl, Auburn struck gold with Bruce Pearl and this basketball program, these kids are expected to win every single time they step out on the court. They're expected to win. And, and they know it. You can look at them in the way they look at the fans. They're expected to win. They're expected to win by double digits, damn it. All right? They're not supposed to take it easy on anybody. You're a new blue blood. And guess what? The blue bloods don't know how to take it. North Carolina, you don't know how to take it. Kansas, we see you out there with the clown. All right? You don't know how to take it. Duke, all right? Auburn played you a couple years ago. They went toe-to-toe with you. With Zion and and you know all those guys, uh, Auburn went toe to toe with you. Auburn's here. Auburn's licking their chops to get to Gonzaga. I'm telling you, they're licking their chops. They want to be in New Orleans on that Monday night on the big stage, and they're licking their chops because they're ready. They're ready. This is the team. This is the team. I think they can do it, man. I really do. I think they can do it. 11 deep on the bench. You can go to anybody on the bench. Not scared to to go to a Chris Moore or a Leor Berman. You know they can play. I'm telling you, Auburn's got it. Just 
stay away from the injury bug, and, and Auburn's going to be there deep in March. But, you know, moved to 17-1 and one overall, 6-0 and in conference play. Huge, huge game Saturday, like I said. Number 12, Kentucky. They're I think they're 15 and 3 or something like that. And they're they're rolling in to town and like I said it's going to be really really special special guard play. I mean, get ready to strap up and watch it and and their big guy and and our big guy going at it and and hey, I'm telling you, there's NBA talent all over the floor Saturday. Tune in to CBS and watch these two teams. These two teams could end up playing again somewhere down the road, and I'm telling you, it's going to be special. It's going to be fireworks. Um, I, I, these two teams, both of them could win it all. Both of them could be sitting there in New Orleans singing one shining moment. I'm telling you. And, man – like I said earlier, I love doing this. It's been so much fun. I'm I'm here at 10:53 on this Wednesday night, just enjoying sitting back, um, enjoying my Auburn Tigers getting another victory, and just still hitting me hard that they're not they're not the number one team in the country. To me, they're the number one team in the country, but the AP poll says otherwise. But Saturday, man, I, I hope we get it done. I hope we handle business, and and then they can't they can't take it from us like they did this week. And uh, man, I appreciate y'all tuning in, listening to me. This was a tough one tonight. <laughs> this Georgia team, it, it was it was tough to to recap it, but we got it done. And and man, I I thank y'all for listening. And and go remember to go leave a review at Apple or Spotify. Either one you listen to doesn't matter. I really appreciate it. I appreciate everybody for tuning in once again, and I'll catch you on the next one. Out.